Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Sugarcoated Murder, where we'll discuss and probably inappropriately laugh about and comment on yep, one of our favorite subjects, murder. murder. Oh, and we love to bake. And why not combine our two favorite subjects? Baking and killers. Hello, Ann Varner. Hello, Karen Devaney. OMG. It's December. It is, and it's so festive in your little house, it's your little apartment. It's the wonderful time of it's the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's magical. I've got Christmas music planned. Yes, we even have it kind of going in the background, so we don't own the rights to any of the music, but enjoy the background holly jolly while you can. Exactly, that's right. Yes, yes, and you have on the cutest, (gasps) the cutest shirt. It's um, it's one of our sugar-coated murder t-shirts, guys, and it says, stay sweet on the front, but on the back, it says, and don't murder. So, Yay. and it's got a logo on the front, and she has it in pink, and it's adorbs. So, grab I yourself it. one. It, they're really it. cute. And I've gotten so many compliments on it since I've gotten it. I'm so glad. Yeah. Well, you just got another one from me. Yay. Yay. I love a compliment. Yes. Keep them coming, people. Keep them coming. Um, speaking of keeping them coming, don't forget that we are doing, we're building our Christmas card list, and you have until the 15th to let us know if you want a Christmas card and send us your address. So don't let that pass you by, and then everybody else is getting their Christmas cards, and then you're all, boo-boo, I didn't get one, because they don't love me, because we do love you, but you got to let us know. And they are so adorable. Oh, my God, y'all, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to send these out. We had so much fun. We made them, guys. We made them ourselves, because that's the shit we do. Oh, and speaking of making things yourself, we've been doing peppermint crafting out the Yawazoo. Oh the Yawazoo. It, it was that that Mr. Christmas. Boy, oh boy, if he had any idea what effect he had on us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I got to tell you guys, it's adorable. Um, I'll put a picture of some of the things that we've done um, up on the fan page. I hope that whoever's listening is on the fan page because you need to be. But we'll post some of the stuff. Um, we've made peppermint, little peppermint candy um, balls, like big, big balls. We got big balls and we, we cannot lie. We and um, we have little peppermint trees. And Anne made the most adorable um, candy cane Christmas tree. It's a, it's a Christmas tree shaped styrofoam form. And she put little candy canes on it so that all of the curves were facing out. And, like, all the hooks, so it looks like the boughs of a Christmas tree, but it's all candy cane striped. Guys, it's so freaking cute. Which is hysterical that you think it's cute because it looks like a drunk sailor did it. No, only on one side. (laughs) We're only going to show the good side. you're going around, remember, you're going around a a cylinder, basically. Yes, and so it's not going to be either. It's not straight lines, right. So you get to a point, you're all straight, and then all of a sudden you're... You're wonky. It's like you've been drinking. <laughs> well, and we ran into that with the balls, too, because, of course, you know, you're, you're putting round things, and there's going to be gaps. And so what we came up with yesterday was Anne crushed up some 
extra pieces of peppermint into like dust and then we tried to fill in where the little you could see the green styrofoam but it's I mean I think it's all adorable it definitely it's it yells out homemade because that's the kind of stuff we turn out we're far from professional yeah crafters. oh my gosh but yeah. I just think it's there's something very homey and very nostalgic about home crafts at Christmas time I don't know what it is but I love it and we stopped for a long time you know because our kids are grown and I know, like, and it was like, Ugh. but now I feel like I'm back into it because it, it well, takes, I, we I have enjoy so much extra it. Time. We have extra time. I enjoy it now more because I'm not having to wait until I've bathed and put my kids to bed, right? Like, I, and then I'm doing it in the middle of the night. I'm doing it whenever I have a chance, and right. especially with my bum arm, I'm doing it while my husband's cooking dinner, or right. my, you know, I'm doing it at odd times because it does take me a while some of the stuff I have a little bit of a hard time with and I do have to take breaks so I have not gotten half as much stuff out as Anne has but it's okay so but we're having fun doing it and it's really cute and so we're going to put the pictures out and if any of y'all want more kind of directions on what we did we're happy to share with you and uh next next time we podcast we'll talk to you about the we're making some Christmas garland out of salt dough Yes. Um, so we'll tell you all about that. The yes, next time and I've made Christmas it. garland out of um, pe peppermint candies yes, to hang so around cute. my door because I have a whole peppermint theme going on um, on my apartment door. And so I've done the garland. And so once I get my bows in to tie around my garland and put them up, I'll also send a picture of that. I'll just, I'll just send a picture of my door because it's so cute. I order the stuff and puts it out for me. It's just a really good <laughs> system that we have. So, but we're enjoying it. And listen, hats off to our Dollar Tree. Oh my goodness. We have just been so fortunate that we've been able to find so many things at our Dollar Tree and ma mainly all of these candies. But we're also, um, we're going to be making, in a couple of podcasts from now, we're going to be making some hot chocolate bombs. And we're going to get the hot chocolate mix from the Dollar Store because it's Swiss Miss Marshmallow hot chocolate mix, and it's a dollar. I know, for a whole box. For a whole box. We'll have to check to we make sure the expiration awesome, dates are okay. The, but. Um, we found these awesome parchment paper sheets there. Oh, my yeah, gosh. We've been spending tons of money at the Walmart <laughs> on our parchment. Oh my gosh! Sheets. I ordered mine from Amazon. Right. Yes, so and now these are little pop-up sheets. Oh they're so gosh. amazing. And then we found the pop-up foil sheets that are Reynolds. I mean, they're name brand. Yeah. And they were a freaking dollar. A dollar. A dollar, guys. So go to your Dollar Tree. I, I've always bought wrapping paper at Christmas and bows and lots and lots of tape from the Dollar Tree. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that we're living so close to a really good, robust, juicy Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard a Dollar Tree. It, well, they ever. have no idea. They I mean, need to find their advertising department and have a conversation. <laughs> yes, they are robust and juicy. So I do like it. So anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to mention was, we will also put a picture of this, is Trout has on his new hoodie. It is so cute. And it, it is adorable. It's royal blue. And I know now he's going to cry about it. But it's got our original sugar-coated murder logo on it. And it says in big old letters on the back of it so everybody can see it. Uh, what does it say, sugar? <laughs> it uh, says official member of... Sugar-coated murder barking... Barking team. team. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, 
Anyway, it, it's, it's so adorable. Cute. You can get them on our shop on Teespring. Yeah. And I've ordered one for my Piper to see if she'll let me put that on her. I can tell you it's so soft that if I could wear it, I would because it's adorable and it's so <laughs> soft. Yeah. So I really hope she lets me put that on her. And so that's another thing, little thing of merchandise. And if, if you order from them by December 15th, you will get stuff in time for Christmas in case you're wondering. Yeah. So, and just in case you're wondering, because we've been burning it up. We've we got really a, have been. Yes, we're gonna. We've got one more order to place for um, my mom's dog, Maisie. Yes. Because she also needs a hoodie for Christmas. She does. So we're gonna take care of that. So anyway, guys, we're happy to be back on quote unquote the air Yay. with y'all today. Um, I know we're late getting this out, but it's just, you know, life gets in the way. I was exhausted after my Florida trip for Thanksgiving and just being the one-armed bandit, it, it can be a little exhausting. It takes me so much longer to do anything, including research or I can't even write anything up. So um, we appreciate your patience and hanging in there, but we're excited to kick off are. our December together. We are. So, yeah. So, what are you doing over there, little... Oh, my gosh. Little elf in the kitchen. I mean, well, I just am so in the Christmas spirit. It's ridiculous. I love it. I know. So, I decided this week to do something a little different than we've ever done before, or actually that I've ever done before, um, and that is I'm making dog treats. So excited. And these are pumpkin peanut butter dog treats. And I'm rolling them out using mini Christmas oh, cookie Oh, guys, butters. this is so flipping cute. I can't wait for you to see it. And I know it's all human-type food that we could taste, but I cannot wait to see what Trout's approval rating is on this. Right, and I'm, I'm looking forward to to passing these along to some other dog friends that Well, we I'm have. hoping that Sully will get some Sully. and that my dogs will get some. I don't know that don't Leroy know Brown... Because he has a delicate stomach. He does, and even pumpkin upsets his stomach um, at times. And if he has too much peanut butter, but we could give him a half of one a day, and he would be okay. Okay. Piper could eat anything. She could eat the pumpkin can. Right. Like she could. Eat, <laughs> she's like a billy goat. She could eat anything. We have a dog friend named Jake. He yes, we do. Some. We have a dog friend named Captain. Yes, we he do. Can get some. Yes. So. And what's Andrea's dog's new name? As no. Not asshole. No, Astro. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. I thought his name was Prince. I don't know no, why. No, no, no. Whatever. Anyway, Andrea, yes. <laughs> your dog might be getting some. Yeah, as so, long as they don't have any dietary restrictions. Then exactly. And we have on. a dog friend named Banks. We certainly do. And Banks could possibly score some of these, too. Yes. So if Trout keeps going the way he's going, he won't have any teeth to eat them with. Well, I think he can smell what's happening. Oh, I think he's just excited because he knows it's Christmas and Santa doesn't care if he's bad or good. He just brings him shit. <laughs> oh, <my>. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go over. Do you want to just tell us the recipe real yeah, quick? I do. I oh, do. guys, I cannot believe how cute these are. Stinking cute. Oh, they are very cute. All right. So, um... The only kind of off the beaten path um, ingredient that you have to get is whole wheat flour. I know it's a little bit more expensive. Well, it's a lot more expensive. I it's think worth it. I got the King Author brand at Harris Teeter, and it was $4.49. King Author makes some really good flour. Hey, King Author, we would love to have a sponsor. Right. And it's the five-pound bag. So I figure, 
you know, just keep making these treats until it's gone. And, I agree. And that'll be that. So you use the whole wheat flour, two eggs, a half a can of pumpkin, two tablespoons of peanut butter, and I used um, like a low sugar peanut butter. It calls for a half a teaspoon of salt. I didn't put that in there because I don't feel like my dog needs extra salt. And also make sure with your peanut butter there is zero xylitol in it because right. that's a killer to dogs. We don't want to kill your dogs. And then a half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon. Yes. You mix all of that together, your dough is going to be, and I did it in my KitchenAid, it, your dough is going to be dry. Um, it shouldn't be wet. It's like gingerbread dough. But you should be able to roll it yep. up. It's, so it's like gingerbread dough. I like it. It's a sturdy dough. Can, I was very liberal with my peanut butter and with my pumpkin, so I didn't have to add any water. Okay. And you just, you know, cut whatever shape you want to cut and stick them in the oven um, at 350 degrees. It takes them about 40 minutes to cook because um, you want them to be hard and crunchy. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's easy peasy. So yeah, the hard and crunchy is good for your dog's teeth because that's what helps scrape the tartar off, FYI. Yeah. So um, you should always give your dog hard treats and not soft treats unless they have teeth issues. Yeah. So, okay, well, guess what I'm going to do? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Talk about more. Oh, shoot, I thought you were going to say braid your hair. I cannot braid my hair. That would be something you would have to do. That's right. Um, actually, murder, so I'm going to talk murder. And listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk murder. And we actually, just to remind everybody, we asked our fan page what states they'd like to see murders. I mean, we're always oh, yeah. asking for ideas. And so we asked for states. Um, the two states that were given, that we had several states. So be patient. They're all coming. The first two that we picked were Virginia and Delaware. Um, I drew Delaware and drew Virginia and I got to tell you, I had no idea what I was getting into. Oh my God. Because Delaware, I did, but I, I didn't know how, how few crime cases we have out of Delaware. Well, Delaware is tiny. It is hoping, tiny. And I'm not saying there aren't pockets of places in Delaware that might have some street violence. Right. But what I'm saying is we don't have a lot of historical cases coming out that I would find on Murderpedia or that I would find in the newspaper. So everything that I was looking for, I couldn't find anything except there's a current case going on right now that's not solved and they've just arrested two people. But I can't do that one because it's not solved. And Delaware is a little close to South Carolina, not real close, but too close for comfort when our mom is concerned because she doesn't like us doing unsolved cases. I don't like doing them either. I, I love them because I like to pontificate on what's happening. But anyway, so I'm in Delaware. Oh, and I had no idea that Delaware ever had a serial killer. Well, I didn't either. But they've only had one. Okay, well that's good news. And I found it. Good job. <laughs> it took me a long time, but I did find it. So um, I'm going to talk about, the first thing I'm going to talk about is this lady named Shirley Ann Ellis. Okay. Shirley Ann Ellis was a nurse, and um, she was a nurse at Wilmington Hospital in Delaware. She helped um, AIDS patients undergoing treatment at the hospital. She's a really good woman. And she left the hospital on November 29th, 19... Sorry. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. November what? 29th, 1987. Okay. And she left shortly before six, and um, 
she actually, for whatever reason, had decided she was going to walk to work. Oh. Yeah. So she left the warmth of her family's home. At what time? Did it say? Six o'clock. In the morning? Nope. In the evening? Yep. Six o'clock p.m. She was going to go. So um, she was walking to work 14 miles. (coughs) Excuse me. 14 miles one way. One way to work. And it's cold in Delaware in November, and you've got the time change, and so it was dark. Right. Well, maybe they were having car problems, or you don't know. I don't know. Well, this this is what I can tell you. Ellis was a former sex worker okay. who had turned her life around and had decided she wanted to be a nurse. That's awesome. Very, very awesome. So she knew Route 40 well because that used to be one of her routes oh, when I she was a sex worker. So she was very familiar with it. So, um, she was 23 years old, and so she left, and she decided, well, I'll, I'll ride a little, I'll walk a little ways, and then I can always hitchhike a little bit closer to, you know, to the hospital. Right. So, um, a car pulled up when she was along the way, a vehicle pulled up, and she accepted a ride, and then she was never seen alive again. Oh, no. Yeah. So here is this lady who is a do-gooder, going to help patients that have AIDS. Right. And she gets in a car with a stranger. Guys, don't get in cars with strangers. Let's don't hitchhike anymore. Let's let's walk in groups and let's don't do these things. I know it was 1987, so we're far removed from it and we've learned a lot of lessons, but let's just make sure. Yeah. So um, there were two teenagers out... Um, they were at a makeout spot. Oh, near and they were. It was close to the holiday weekend, so sure. it was you know it was in December, and um, they actually discovered a, a woman's body around nine twenty-five p.m. Oh, it turns out that the woman was Ellis. Oh, so um, Ellis was partially clothed. And her legs were spread apart as if she had been posed. Oh, no. And the autopsy told the story of some really seriously horrible torture and mutilation. (gasps) Oh, gosh. Poor lady. Now, she had been bound at her feet and ankles. Okay? All right. Because the black duct tape was still around her ankles, even though her, her, her feet were apart now. Right. Okay. And then there was also um, black duct tape in her hair, which they thought maybe had been on her mouth to keep her from screaming. Oh, right, And then right. had been taken out either right before or right after she was killed. Right. So um, there was no evidence of sexual assault, but she had been sexually tortured. Oh, no. And sexually mutilated. Oh, no. Yeah. And also, there was a small ligature, like a, almost like a string, tied around her neck. But she had been repeatedly struck in the head with a hammer, and that's what had killed her. Oh, my god! So there was a lot of bad things that happened. Very bad. Yes. So, investigators were stumped because there's no DNA, right. right? I mean, back in 1987, there was no DNA. So, um, they couldn't figure out why she had been killed. She was not a prostitute, right? Right. She was a nurse. And so they were kind of like, you know, 
delving into her past a little bit, they saw that she had left the life of being a sex worker. And she didn't have a, an angry boyfriend. She didn't have anybody um, in her life that was angry at her. She really just hung out with her family and went to work. Right. And there were no patients that were mad at her. Right. No um, bad relationships at work. So the for a while, the investigators and the local people just believed that maybe it was a an interstate trucker that had that she had gotten oh, in the you right. know that maybe it was a person passing through the state. So um, it like twenty five years later. They were still trying to figure this out. 25 years? Okay. So. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So now I'm going to go over here. Hold on. I have to switch <laughs> documents. I'm sorry, guys. I really, this just isn't an easy thing, but it's okay. It's I, fine. Everybody understands the plight of your Thank you. <laughs> okay. So on June, so that was in November of 1987. Okay. At the end of June in 1988, there was a 31-year-old divorced sex worker named Catherine DeMauro. Okay. And um, she had been seen walking down Route 50 as well. It was unclear as if she were actively... So was she down 50? Because the last time... Oh, 40. 40. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry, guys. There's a lot of numbers in my head today. Okay. So she's walking down Route 40... They're not sure if she was quote unquote on the clock or if she was just walking. They don't know if she was if she was in the act of prostituting or if she was just walking down Route 40. Right. But somebody saw her walking down that road. Yes. Right. Okay. So um, they saw somebody had seen her around 1130 p.m., but nobody saw her after that. But the next day at around 625 in the morning, some construction workers found her body. Aww. Again, she was naked. Her wrists and feet were tied. As a matter of fact, her wrists were tied to her feet. Oh, no. Yeah. Crazy. Her mouth had adhesive tape stuffed into it. Oh, gosh. Right. No signs of sexual assault, but she had signs of sexual torture and mutilation. Oh, my gosh. And, again, she had been, she had the ligature marks around her neck. Right. But she had been beaten to death in the head with a hammer. Wow. The difference between her body and Shirley Ellis's body was that um, Catherine was covered in these blue fibers. Oh. Her body was covered in them. Oh. So they were like, what the hell are these blue fibers? So they're like, okay. So then they, they also remember, you know, about Shirley Ellis's case that had happened a lot, like a few months before. And so they're like, okay, we think that these might be related because of the way they died. Right. So um, there was a special police force that was put together immediately because they thought if we have a serial killer going up and down Route 40, we're in trouble because Route right. 40 goes up most of Delaware right. into the you know corridor of other states, and it, it's very well-traveled. So... Um, they put together a task force like no other. Over 60 people were put together on this task force, and they were given an unlimited budget to solve this crime wow. and to catch this killer immediately. Wow. And they didn't. Oh, no. 
So in August of 1988, um, there was a, another sex worker named Margaret Finner, and she was 27 years old, and she disappeared. Oh, no. And the night that she disappeared, a number of people had seen her get into a blue Ford van driven by a white man. And this was near Route 13, which does intersect with Route 40. Okay. Um, I've driven Route 13 many, many times on the way from... Maryland to Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. So, um, about three months later, her body was found floating in the Chesapeake, Delaware Canal. Oh, wow. Three months? Three months. Oh, no. Yes. And her body was so badly decomposed that they could not figure out how she died. Wow. Right, but they felt like, okay, I feel like, we feel like this person might be related because it's a it's a prostitute. Right. And, you know, I, I think they were able to glean some information from the autopsy that made it seem similar to the others. Right. So this task force, they were absolutely on fire to get this solved I'm as soon sure. as possible. Yeah. So there's a badass cop. Her name is Renee Tashner. Rene. And she's badass. In September of 1988, she starts posing as a sex worker, walking by herself up and down Interstate 40. No way. Because she's a badass. And she says, let me tell you, tell him get me in the car. Oh, wow. Yep. So, um, she goes up. So, September 14th, she's doing her little stakeout and everything. And she notices a blue Ford van. That passes by her seven times in 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Yep. So she said, but he wasn't stopping. So she walked to a more isolated area. Uh-huh. I mean, this girl's got balls of steel. She does. I would. I would her that. balls of steel show up our peppermint balls like yes, nothing else. Yes, do. So she walks to this isolated area, and sure enough, this blue van pulls up to talk to her. No way. The driver was a white male. And she noticed immediately because the man opened the door but didn't say anything. Oh. But the first like thing she man. noticed, he didn't say anything. He just opened the door oh. and looked at her. Oh, my. The first thing she noticed, blue carpet all over this blue van. Oh, wow. And so he was nervous. Um, he started trying to convince her to get into the car with him. And she was like, you know what? I think I'm going to knock off for the night because I'm really tired. And But she got close enough to the van to put her hand in it, run her hand over that carpet, and grab fibers. Oh, and she's... That's how close she was to this man. He could have pulled her in. Oh, my gosh. She's a badass. She is. I love her. I want to meet this Renee. So, anyway, she also memorized his license plate. All right. Okay? And he drove off because he got real nervous, and he drove off. All right. So they decided they were going to start looking for the, the license plate of this guy. So they found a matching vehicle with that license plate, um, and it belonged to this 31-year-old electrician named Stephen Brian Pennell. I think it's Pennell, P-E-N-N-E-L. All right. L. Let's call him Pennell. Let's call him Pennell. Pennell. Pennis. <laughs> so, um, but he's like, they're like, what the hell? This man is married? He's the father of two kids. He has no criminal record. Nothing. And they're like, why would this guy do this? Like, this is so, this is a weird thing. Right. Oh, 
little so they're like Trout is having a hard time. He today. is, and he is he's very upsetting me very much. Can you hand me one of these treats and I'll throw it sure to him, not at him. I don't know um, why he's having a meltdown today. I don't either. Well, he hasn't seen me in a long time. It's true. Trout, catch. Okay, so two days later, we have 22-year-old Michelle Gordon, who was also a local sex worker who frequents, frequents, <laughs> frequents, she frequents Route 40. Okay. She disappears after entering into a blue Ford van. At this point, why are the sex workers still getting into the blue van? They're vans? not getting the word out to the sex workers. <gasps> That's terrible. Right. Yeah, I agree. To me, they should have had cops riding up and down the roads telling people, don't yeah. get into a blue van with a white man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Steer clear. So um, so she actually goes, dis she disappears, and on September 20th, her body was found on the rocks of the Chesapeake, oh, Delaware Canal. Gosh. Um, the autopsy revealed that she had been drugged with cocaine, which had caused her heart to stop before her torture had begun. Wow. So I'm not a proponent of illegal drugs. I'm especially not a proponent of um, non-natural drugs. But at this point, I think the cocaine actually helped her. Maybe. Because she she probably panicked to the point that the cocaine, and between the cocaine and the panic and her heart just said, I'm done. Yeah. But she had been sexually tortured and, and also um, mutilated. My gosh. Yeah. It's very sad. It is. So, and that was on sep did it, did it September 20th. Three days later... 26-year-old no. Kathleen Ann Meyer no. disappeared. No. The weird thing is that she lived in the same big, huge um, ha um, neighborhood development as the first lady. Wow. But um, a police officer saw her get into a blue Ford van at 930 at night, and he was able to write down the license plate number, and it turned out that it was Penis's car. Oh, man. Yes. Her body was never found. My gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the craziest thing to me. That is the craziest thing. So, I'm especially upset that the word is not getting out to these sex workers. I am very upset. To today. alert them. I completely agree. I mean, at this point, put a billboard up. Uh, yeah. You know? So, anyway... Um, the the public prosecutor decided that they had enough to get a police search warrant right. of the van. So they went and confiscated the van and arrested Pennis. <laughs> and so while they searched his, when they searched his vehicle, they found um, prints, bloody fingerprints and hair samples of the victims. Oh, no. Yes. And he also, they also found the adhesive tape that was crammed down that, that one woman's mouth. Oh, my gosh. And they located what they called a torture kit, oh which gosh. included pliers, <gasps> whips, no. handcuffs, needles, restraints, oh and an assortment of knives. Oh, my gosh. So they officially arrested him and charged him with murder of the first victim oh. and um, also charged him with a with – so the first victim – they charged him with murder of her, and then they charged him with killing the other three. But it was a it was a not the same murder charge. It was a lesser murder oh, charge. 
Um, and, and that the only thing that gets me there is why, why? I don't understand why the first one was considered murder. And I think it's because they felt like she got into his car and she was kidnapped because she wasn't a willing participant because she wasn't a prostitute. Right. And the other ones were prostitutes. And so mm-hmm. they got in the car willingly with him. Yeah. I don't think there should be a difference. Once you're so in either, the car. But it, but it could also be a difference in the amount of evidence they Maybe have. so. Maybe. Yeah. They, they so he charge was, him with what they think they can convict him with. True. So he was charged with killing Ellis, DeMuro, and Gordon immediately. Okay. There was one that washed up on the Rocky. Right. And she was too decomposed. They could not. They couldn't. Yeah, because it wasn't yeah. enough, I'm sure. So um, they went to trial. And, of course, the, the first thing that the defense attorneys do, which I, I've had to learn that this is just their job, they claimed that the initial fibers that were taken from Miss Badass Renee, right. that they were, un, they were unadmissible because they were illegally seized. Oh, my gosh. How and they wanted that? the judge to throw those out. Well, without those initial fibers, yeah. they had no reason to follow the van. They had no reason to... To do it, like they had no reason to look at this man. They had no reason, and so that was like that was going to hang. Huge, that, yeah. was, that was a huge begin. That was the cornerstone of the prosecution. Well, thankfully, the judge threw out what the defense attorneys claimed. The they denied okay. it, so they he dismissed it. All right. So, um, he said that the because the carpet was visible to. Officer Tashner's eyes, as soon as she, as soon as the vehicle door became open, then those evident, those fibers were legal because they were within her sight. Right. So um, she didn't break into the car and get them illegally. So um, once the fibers were shown, it, it, they could see that it had that those fibers that she had gotten had res, DNA residues, um, belonging to some of the victims. Right. Good. So, um, this was the first trial in the United States where DNA evidence was used as absolute legal as evidence. This right. was, this was huge. Yeah. Like they had never, there was no DNA, where DNA was like the cornerstone of the prosecution. Oh, this was wow. the first one. Wow. Yeah. So this is a huge case. Yeah. I mean, way to go, Delaware. Yay. So, um. The judge actually set legal precedent and listened to the opinions of experts and scientists who helped explain and verify what DNA evidence was. Right. So I I just, you know, yeah, y'all. So um, the strongest evidence that they had at the trial was that Penis had (laughs) um, decided to stop the, the... Okay, let me get this straight. Penis had... Okay. Mom's going to love this. Penis, I know. Penis Head's attorney decided to stop representing him because of the things that he heard about his client. Oh, no. He was so disturbed. Oh. He said, I can't. Right. I can, this guy is, this is what this guy has told me, and I can't. Right. I can't represent him because right. I am so disturbed by this man. Right. And I can't even be in his presence. Like, hello? I didn't even know you could do that as a defense attorney. I didn't either. So, anyway. I didn't realize you could claim he's too scary. <laughs> I'm a scared of him. I ain't getting in a room with him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm too scared to visit him at the jail. 
So he testified that Penis Head had told him how he had picked up Damaro and paid her for sex and then killed her. He also added that his former client showed no remorse and spoke without emotion when he talked about the sexual mutilation that he had performed on her. Wow. I know. Did the judge let him go off the case? He did. Wow. He did. And that testimony caused a great deal of shock amongst the jury. So now they've got a they've got jury members that are absolutely traumatized right. by what the defense ex defense attorney gets on the stand and tells about his ex client. Like this is unprecedented. Wow, I'm yeah. really surprised that the judge allowed it, allowed the jury to even I, hear it. I am too. I am very surprised. So there was a psychiatrist. Please don't tell me at the end this guy gets off. Just stop it. <laughs> so the psychiatrist actually told the court that they questioned the sanity of penis head. Oh, oh, gosh. And yet he was still charged with all three homicides. Good. So the jury deliberated for eight days, and they they set a record for the, long, for the longest deliberation in Delaware legal history at that point. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were, they, they argued and argued and argued because I guess of all the things they had heard and and, you know, if we don't look at the fibers, do we look at anything else? But we do look at the fibers. It was just, they went around and around and around. Wow. So, on November 23rd, 1989, the jury reached a decision and convicted Penis Head. His name was Stephen Pinnell, in case you want to look him up. But we like to call him Penis Head. Um, they convicted him of murdering Damaro and Ellis. Okay. The first two victims. They acquitted him of Gordon's murder because they said there was a lack of evidence for that murder. Mm -hmm. So, and they decided they did not want to recommend him for the death penalty. They gave him two life sentences. Okay. Okay. So, um, here's the crazy, here's something very touching. Shortly after the case wrapped and he was sent to jail, a bouquet of flowers was sent to the prosecutor's office and the note read, Thank you. You made us feel human again. Nice. Signed from the women of Route 40. Oh, that's nice. It just gives me chills that they said, finally, somebody gives a shit if we get murdered. Exactly. So, Pennell got a new lawyer, Penis Head, got a new lawyer, and that lawyer appealed the court's decision on the grounds of how they obtained the fiber. Right. And the court dismissed it again, and based on new evidence introduced at that appeal case, they then went back and convicted Steve, Stephen Penishead of murdering Gorder, Gordon and Meyer. Oh. So now, oh, you're going to appeal? Well, we're going to charge you with two more murders, oh. motherfucker. Oh, no. That's right. Sorry, mama. But this guy is a penis head, and he deserves that MF. Oh, my God. So at this point, Penishead dismisses his lawyer. <laughs> And asked to be represented by himself. Oh, great. And the court said, all right, we're going to let you do this. Oh, God. So in a a surprising move that shocked everyone, he announces that he would like to receive the death penalty. Oh, okay. He um, argued that the entire Constitution began with a verse from the Hebrew Bible. And as soon as the court found two witnesses who could testify to his guilt, he deserved the death penalty under the Bible's law. Okay. And he cited the two passages from from the Bible for his explanations. And I'm gonna I'm gonna find those because I thought it was interesting. <laughs> um, where'd he go? Where'd he go? 
Okay, everybody, just talk amongst yourself. So now he's he's representing himself in an appeal and says, I want the death penalty. Yeah, please. So he loses the appeal. He gets charged with the two extra murders. Oh, and then now he decides at, at sentencing, okay. I'm going to represent myself. And, and I don't I don't want you to give me any more life sentences. I want the death penalty. Right. And so I'm going to tell you. It's like the easy way out. Yeah. Um, did it? I just don't think it's a good idea to ever represent yourself. I don't think it, it's a good it idea either, but I really well. love it when pe stupid people represent themselves. Right. I mean, I'm sorry, but... I guess unless you're an attorney and very familiar with the law, yeah. otherwise maybe don't. Exactly. Maybe just don't. Just don't. Just don't do it. Um, or in this case, continue to be dumb. So I wanted to tell you one of the things that penis had said to his attorney, the attorney that got so disturbed right. that he actually, the attorney said that when it came to the DeMaro case, the mm -hmm. second victim, he said, yeah, I paid her for $25, $25 for oil, oil, Jesus lovers. <laughs> and he did not, he didn't pay for oil. What kind of oil? I don't know. This is only water. <laughs> like what is happening today? And you know, I was so close to sending you a text before we started and say, is it too early for bourbon? And it is not too early for bourbon. And evidently I needed the bourbon right. to get through this story. Well, on the break, we may have to send a text to your husband downstairs. Please, saying, bring, Please the bring the bourbon. bourbon. <laughs> so anyway, he said, yeah, I picked her up and paid her $25 for oral sex. And by the time I, <laughs> by the time. Oral. Okay. Oral sex. By the time I dropped her off and left her, she asked me for $10 back. Oh, God. <laughs> So he's joking. Like, this guy oh, is so no. disturbed. Yes. So, I mean, uh-oh. Oh, that really upset That was Trout. very upset. He well, first of all, like he doesn't like to talk about the oral sex. And the second thing is, he absolutely, um, all right, hold on. I don't know. You're all over the place now. Right just now. wait. Just wait. I'm trying. All right. So he pled, he ended up pleading no contest to those two murders. And then the two extra ones, and then asked the superior court to sentence him to death. And then he said, I'm not confessing, I'm just saying the Bible says <laughs> this is what the this is what the Bible says. According, I mean it's not according to him, it is what the Bible says, but he's using it in court. This is Numbers chapter 35, verse 30. Whoever kills a person, the person shall be put to death. Well, there you go. And he Genesis also story. quoted Genesis chapter 9, verse 6. Whoever sheds man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed. Oh, well, so based go. on that, because they had a, they had witnesses saying that he killed two people. So I'm not saying I'm not saying I did it. I'm saying that according to the Bible, what is happening? I was no, this is no time for play. Penis head. Penis head is in court quoting the Bible. I'm sorry. Please. Okay, so he says the court found me guilty on the testimony of witnesses, so I'm asking to be put to death by the state's laws and God's law. And then he said, that's all I have to say. There you go. So, Halloween 1991, he was sentenced to death. Nice. Under Delaware law, all cases, all death penalty cases, are automatically appealed to the state Supreme Court. Pennell, penis head, appeared before the five-judge court on February 11, 1992, to ask again for his own execution. <laughs> he 
remains the only person to represent himself before the state Supreme Court and the only one to ask for death. Wow. Although he still refused to admit guilt. Oh, right. Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I'm guilty, but the Bible says if you kill people, you should die. And I'm thinking I should die. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm guilty. Yeah. So he said... He never used first person either. He always spoke to himself in third person. And he said, the perpetrator must have sensed a, a pleasure in the killings. Oh, my. Yeah, so he's calling himself the perpetrator. Since he did not just commit one, but continued the same depraved manner on the others, the pleasure is evident. Oh, God. So he's saying in court, I enjoyed this. Right. I don't have remorse. It was fun. I had a great time. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I've had the time of my life. Like, he probably tried to do the, the, <laughs> dirty the dirty dancing catch that they did. Yeah, he was like, I've had the time of my life. Catch me, judge. <laughs> so, although I don't know that dirty dancing was out. In 1987. I don't know. Or 92. We're in 92. Sometime in the 90s. Yeah. So, anyway. I think it was out. I probably said. Maybe that's where the song came. Maybe the song was written because he said in court, I've had the time of my life. Oh, my God. Very well being the inspiration. We uncovered one of the most. Wow. The biggest music mysteries of all time. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us go. So, the crazy thing is. He was very impassioned as he spoke about the perpetrator. And it was so, it was so awkward and so surprising to the justices sitting on the superior court. They didn't ask one question. Oh, wow. (laughs) They just sat there and listened to him. And they were like, and then they unanimously agreed to execute him. They're like, yeah, yeah. this dude's got to go. got to go, bud. Yes. So a date was set for execution for March 14th, 1992. All right. But two attorneys on their own accord uh, actually filed more appeals on his behalf, but they were dismissed because of lack of standing and because Pendle never asked them to be that he never said, can somebody file an appeal for me? These, right. these two jokers just, uh, just decided to, to read the newspaper and help try to get this guy not, whatever, not killed. Right. So um, the reason that, that the attorneys filed it, though, was not on his behalf, but on the behalf of his wife. Oh. Who, by the way, was still trying to fight for his life. No, no. After he says in court, I had a time of my life, dude. This was so much fun. Right. It's evident because I continued to do it and I did the same thing over and over again. You got to get in on this because this is fun. Like she's trying to fight for his life. I'd have been like, let me pull the damn switch. Right. Yeah. So. Wow. Anyway. Her little heart and all her other little parts, she lost, and um, <clears throat> he was scheduled for execution. And shortly before Penis had died, he called his attorney from prison. He had not heard from him at all since the case. And his attorney, he asked his attorney to sit next to him um, because he had agreed to speak to the media right before the execution. And he uh-huh. asked his attorney to come and stand, sit next to him during the interview because he didn't want to say anything stupid. Dude, <laughs> you said something stupid. Right. You are stupid. You did You're a penis really head. Right. You did this to these poor innocent women who didn't des- 
deserved the torture, the mutilation, the horrific way that they died, the horrible, terrifying fear in them. So you already did something stupid. Right. And why not have your wife sit next to you? Because she's stupid, too. She's too late, man. Too late. So um, on March 14th, 1992, he was the first man executed in Delaware in 46 years. Wow. Yes. Um, he also never did tell them where the body of Kathleen Meyer was, although everybody hoped, including her family and the investigators, that he would he would say where he dumped her before he died. He didn't. Right. So, um, but... It, the task force said that as far as they were concerned, asking for death was his way of admitting to his guilt. Yeah. And um, at least he spared the other victims' families and his own family uh, for years of appeals. Right. But um, he he did, I mean, he did take some secrets to the grave, which is unfortunate. The main reason is why. Why did you do this? They studied his background. They looked at you know, his his relationships growing up. They Nobody saw this coming. He was not one of those, oh, yeah, you know, he was weird all through school or he was bullied or he was this. It just was out of the blue. Crazy. Yeah. Like, and he was 31. He wasn't having a midlife crisis. Right. So I don't know what the hell's problem was. So anyway, um, the FBI even tried to talk to him. They interviewed him several times when he was in prison awaiting... <coughs> Sorry. Awaiting his death penalty execution, but he never, I mean, he talked to him a lot, but he never talked to them about why or where he put the body or what caused this. He just liked to chit-chat. Wow. So that is my case from Delaware. That is a good story from I'm Delaware. T- and I'm so, I'm so grateful that we had a fan. I call them listeners. I can't imagine anybody is really a fan of ours, but... A listener actually said Delaware because I would have never run across this case. Do you remember who the listener was? I think it was our friend Marty. It was. Yeah. Thank you, Marty. So, Marty, thank you. You were the only one that came up with Delaware. So. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a crazy one. i got to tell you something. Shut up. Those damn dog trees smell so good. Do you want one? I don't. Why not? Because it's meant for a dog. Okay, I'll try one. I mean, it's peanut butter. It's going to be really crunchy. It's hot. Oh, my God. oh, God, it is hot. Guys, this is a teeny tiny little snowman she gave me. <laughs> I mean, it smells so good. The cinnamon and the peanut butters was getting me. Right. All right, guys, listen, I'm going to try this. Listen to the crunch. Oh, it's not that crunchy. Oh, not too bad? <laughs> it is not have to be I mean, I got... <laughs> Okay, we're back. Oh, girl. It that was, crazy. was rough. Yeah, it turned out Trout had to do some business outside. It so. turned out that I don't like the treats. Do you think they'd be better if I had added the salt? No. <laughs> nope. Can't say that that's no. true. No. No. They, but, I, I mean, it's good. I Now I know what the taste buds of a dog are. Right. And it, it's pretty bland. Right, right. And, ugh. It was not okay, but it was fine. Would you like to taste a store-bought treat to see if there's a difference? I in do flavor? not wish to. I don't trust. 
what's in the store-bought treats. Mm, right. Yeah. I don't, right, right. Yeah, because at least I can see the things you put in it. Right, yeah. Yeah, they're you know, like turkey toes or anything. No, turkey <laughs> toes. No, I didn't have any turkey toes. Okay. All right. So. Oh, shoot. I'm on the wrong page. Don't go to the wrong page. I know. It's like, wait a minute. New Jersey. I've done that do murder. New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, I got to go to Virginia. You got to go Baba. So our Aunt Janie and our mom both said Virginia. Yeah. Our cousin David said the Virginia governor's mansion, but I think he thinks that we've talked about ghosts. I think probably so. Because we had been talking about yeah, ghosts Yeah, I think he was wrapped in up in the October right. stuff, so, so it's fine. Yeah. There has not been a murder, to my knowledge, in the governor's mansion in Virginia. But, but if there has been, let us know. And if we'll it definitely changes, yeah. go investigate. Yeah, I searched. I couldn't find anything. Okay. But, it, but if that changes, we'll let you know. Absolutely. We're not saying go kill somebody. No, because, well, first no. of all, we can't cover it until the trial is over and the person's in yeah, jail. So, so it'll be like five or six years from now. Exactly. And then we'll be like, remember when right. our fan went and killed this person for us so that yeah. we would have something to talk about? Well, yeah, we don't. We, we don't, don't condone that. We don't like people like that. You know why? Stay sweet and don't, don't murder. murder. Don't. No. Do not. We just want to talk about old cases yeah and if you talk if you kill somebody we will talk about you and we talk bad about you like we call you penis head yeah like that's not a compliment that's it's not, not a like compliment. oh, well, oh my gosh talk i want to talked me. about no. no we talk mean about that you. like yeah, yeah we're going to talk about you behind mm -hmm. your back that's right so okay well i'm glad we got all that yeah straight. all right i'm i found um a story to tell you out of Taswell, Virginia. Taswell? Taswell. I think I have a friend that lives in Taswell. Yeah, I knew somebody that lived in Taswell. You knew? Did they get murdered? No. They just moved? No. You just don't know them anymore? Yes. Okay. She passed away. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I mean, I was like, when are you going to get to that? <laughs> I didn't. Like, I you didn't skipped know. all of it. I, no, I skipped it all. Yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah, Where's so, Taswell? So, Taswell is up... Um, in the northern Virginia, northern part of the state. But is it like in the mountains? It is like close to Roanoke. Okay. So mountain, okay. mountainous. mountainous. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not too far from Roanoke. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm Shout not, out to Tazewell. I've not been to Tazewell. Okay. Um, we go like to the, well, I haven't been up to the Blue Ridge Mountains in Way too long. Turkey's age. Yeah, it's been too long because I, I love it there. It's beautiful. It's gorge. Um, we have to go up there. I do still order my mother coffee from the Lexington Coffee House, though. Up in that the is good. So. That's a good thing. Maybe we should go up there and take a trip to the lo lo the Lexington Coffee Lexington House. Lexington Coffee House <laughs> for a spot of coffee. A spot of coffee. All right. So here we go. Bear with me because I know my voice still is... Um, not 100%, but... No, but she's working on it. I am a witness to this. Yes, I am definitely... Believe me, if it irritates you, it irritates me 10 times worse. Okay. Okay. So, Danny Pruitt is missing. Danny. I know. Her mom. Oh, Danny. No. Girl. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Her mom and her twin sister have looked everywhere, and her kids are worried sick. Oh, my gosh. How old is she? She's 29. Lord of mercy, Danny. Yeah, she's a single mom. Her kids saw her leave the house around 3 in the afternoon, but they haven't seen or heard from her since. Okay. Her sister talked to her around 2 o'clock that afternoon, and her roommate heard her on the phone with somebody telling them that she would meet them one street over from her apartment. 
When police go to the apartment, they talk to Danny's roommate, Chris. Chris also happens to be Danny's ex. Um, Wait. It happens. They dated or they were together in some way, shape, or form. And they broke up and they're still living together yeah. or then they decided to live together. They're still living together. Okay. I think that but there, there's another roommate too, but I'll get to that. Oh, okay. So, um, she's a single mom. She's, she got to do what she got to do. I'm not, right. I believe me, I'm not judging. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to get to the details. Right. But it, I mean, I get why maybe she broke up with this Chris guy because uh, he's kind of a jerk. Oh my. He's a real jerk. When well, the police jerk go wad. to talk to him, he's being very aloof with them. He's not being forthcoming with information. He actually tells the police officer, I'm just aggravated at the situation. Like, well, I'm aggravated. Like he's the one missing. I'm aggravated that I have to try and find her. I'm aggravated that this is even happening. What a, what a turd. Right. Right. Like, what is the problem? But whatever. He doesn't want to answer any questions. He just wants them to go away. Well, we're not going away. Yeah. The following day, the police go back to Danny's apartment with a search warrant. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we don't know about you, man. We are not going away. No. Turd face. They search the apartment and they find nothing unusual. But as they're wrapping up their search of the apartment, they get a message that Danny's sister called the police station to say that Chris who was not at home during the search, okay. had found Danny's car. Oh. Right. So police immediately Imagine go, how aggravated he was Now with that. he's really pissed. Yeah, now I found a damn car, too. Right. Now he has... No, now the police no. are going to go over to where the car is. Well, her family is there. Chris is there. The police arrive. They can tell that the car has been wrecked. Um, and as they start to look a little closer, now her family didn't really do anything. They just showed up okay. about the same time the police had. Uh-huh. Chris had been there a little bit longer. Okay. So the police start to look at it, and there's blood on the back bumper and outside of the trunk. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. So Savannah, um, Danny's roommate, is at the scene. and as so they're she's checking, the third roommate. She's the third roommate, Savannah. So, and I will say, when Chris got, when he found the car, he noticed that the car was dented in, in the back, and he saw that there was blood on the bumper and on the trunk. So he kicked it really hard to see if he could get the trunk to come up to see if she was in it. Wow, what a great guy. Yeah. What a great guy. Yeah. What a stand-up guy. It seems like maybe he has some irrational thinking patterns and yeah, perhaps think. some violent behavior. Perhaps. So Danny was was really smart to not be with, with him. him. Right. I don't know how their home life was, but I'm just saying. Anyway, so Savannah tells police when they start asking her to give us some information about Danny, what did she do during the day, like what was her thing? And Savannah did say that Danny had started um, selling drugs oh, as a way to get money to send her son to baseball camp. How freaking sad. I know. That that's what she had to do. Right. In Evidently order to the make camp ends meet. Right. And she had a job 
This was the second. Yeah, but income she's for still her. she's trying to support children, and right. of course, those children want to do extracurricular activities, and of course, you want them to do extracurricular activities. Yeah, and then that's what she has to resort to to get extra money for her kid. I feel real bad for Danny. I do too. I do too. So evidently, this baseball camp was six hundred bucks. She had four hundred. She needs two hundred. So she's you know she's like I'll I'll do trying it to make that. a sale. So. Um, Savannah knows that Danny was trying to get this money together for her son's camp. Savannah also mentions that she had been out looking for Danny and that she had been by this road where the car was found and she had not seen that car oh. as she drove around. So it just showed up. So, yeah, she's like, I've been looking for her. I've been up and down this road. I had not seen this car. So, and remember, Chris, the jerky roommate, is the one that found that car. Turk face. Right. So police decide that they that Chris needs to, to come on down to the station because yeah, we got some more us, questions. I know you're irritated <laughs> by our presence, but we're going to take you to our den. <laughs> right. So they sit down and they ask him questions about, I don't know, things they needed to ask him about, but they don't find any oddness in his story. They don't, it matches up with other people's stories and they don't feel like they need to keep him. So they let him go. All right. Uh, meanwhile, police are starting to search the area where they found Danny's car. Mm -hmm. They walk around a corner to a lightly wooded area, and they see a blanket laying on a mound. Oh, no, no, As they no. get closer, they see uh, painted toenails on a foot. Aww. They pull back the blanket and find Danny. Danny's jaw had been broken. She had two black eyes. Her hair was saturated with blood. There were sticks in her hair were for, from... Where she had obviously, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love the sound effects. <laughs> she had obviously been it's a turkey. There's a turkey in here. Oh I don't know what happened? You know, you are trying to. I guess maybe my brain's working faster yes. than my mouth can, oh, and it happens to me all the time. Uh, all right, so there's six in her hair, and here's my question: Is it from where she she from from being drugged or from being dragged? Dragged. She was dragged. I mean, that's what I'm saying. From her car. Right. But I don't know the real answer. It seems like dragged. Whatever English teacher is out there that is trying to listen to us but has a hard time because we suck at English, right. would you let us know? Miss Moskway is like falling backwards in her chair. She was my English teacher. Or, I know we've got a couple of attorneys that listen to us. Perhaps they could tell us because they have to say this all the time. Right. And just... Just tell us via email. I'm via email There's in a no very need, loving way, please, because you know us. we're fragile. I mean, it says a lot that I we're even... Fragile. We're fragile. <laughs> it says a lot that I even said, I wonder what it is. Is exactly. this correct or this correct? Yeah, so we've come a long way, baby. That's right. <laughs> so Danny had clearly been um, beaten to death. Oh, dear. Now, Tazewell, Virginia is a very small town. Some of the investigation, investigators on Danny's case have known her and her family since Danny was little. So this case hits everybody really, really hard. Now, some small towns are filled with people who don't want to get involved with police matters. Absolutely. So they keep quiet. And that's why a lot of cases go unsolved. Yes, they do. Taswell is not that town. And I'm proud of them for that. They actually had people who wanted to find out what happened oh, to Danny. Good for you, Taswell. Yes. That must be a nice place to live. Okay. 
So I'm we're just saying. Right. It could be. I don't I don't really know a lot about it. I like it. it. I know that it's not close to the ocean. No, I can't actually live there, Sugar. No, okay. I'm not going there. Okay. I'm saying anybody else that wants to live in a mountainous area. They could. They could live in Tazewell, and, see, like Tazewell. and be okay. Right. So the day after Danny's body was found, a woman um, comes to the police station, and she says she's got information that she thinks has something to do with this murder. She told detectives that she was at her apartment. Do I need to pause and go and grab these these treats? I don't think I can get them out. All right, I'm going to get them out. Please hold. And I'm back. That oh, was so easy. Fun. I just needed to do that really quick. Okay, yeah. so we're, we're at the police station in Tazewell. A girl has come out. She's got information. She says that this guy that she knows came to her apartment around 7 on the 17th, which is the day Danny was murdered. And he was acting really strange. He came in and he asked for a shirt to put on. Which was really weird because the guy wasn't like a close friend of theirs. So he, he just kind of came in and he was like, hey, you got a Shrek borrow? That's he just weird. had on a pair of jeans and a uh, a tank top. A wife beater? Yes. If that's what you want to call it. I mean, that's what people call them. Yes. I don't like that name. I don't either. So, uh, yeah. But they didn't have anything big enough to fit him because he was a large man. big guy. Big guy. Do you have muscles? Big muscles, like that he could break a jaw. He didn't. They weren't defined muscles, but yes, but he did look dude. like he was a husky dude well enough to. Kind and Danny was. Could was, he pack a punch? Well, I've never met him, but I would assume so. Okay. Danny was little. She I'm was, very suspicious of. She was very right tiny. Now, this man. little, little. She was not. She was a little girl. She was, she was little. Little. She was petite. Petite. Um. Anyway. She was a pitiful to my bunt cake. Oh my! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that got weird. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> really what happened. Weird. I don't know how that happened. Where did my brain go? I need bourbon. Yeah, evidently. Oh, we forgot to ask for it's the bourbon. Fine. It is the middle is of the day. I don't think so. Oy. Anyway, All right, we're gonna get through this, guys. Yeah, I mean, I just started. Oh dear. <laughs> My gosh. Anyway, so as this dude's leaving, like he hangs out for a while, and as he's leaving for the night, he says, hey, if anybody comes around asking, tell them I've been here since 2 o'clock this afternoon. What is going on with this guy? I've been here since 2, y'all. So weird. The guy's name is Sean Wakefield. Sean. Sean. Well, that's a crying Sean. It is a crying Sean that he's such an idiot. After the girl's interview, um, she needed a ride home. She didn't. She needed a ride home. So Savannah? Pull, no, this no. is the girl that came in. Oh, that's to, true. Right. Yeah. So she needed to catch a ride. And the police officer said, hey, I'll take you. Okay, that was nice. Which was really good because she remembered. Because that's the kind of service Taswell. that the Taswell Police Department offers. God, they're awesome. They're, they're really, really nice. incredible. What a cordial group of citizens. Yeah. Way to go, Taswell, Virginia. Oh, I'm loving them. Okay. But the girl remembers stuff in the car on the car ride home. I love it. She's like, uh, you know, something else that was kind of weird is I actually... Ran an errand with him uh-huh. um, the next day, like we like we had to run an errand. Okay, I'm sure 
um, in this circle of friends, maybe you could think about what the errand could have been. Maybe some drugs. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was picking up, even though she may or may not have been laying it down. (laughs) (laughs) But as they were driving down the road, Sean sees a police car behind him. Mm -hmm. Now, the police car doesn't have its lights on, nothing weird. He completely freaks out. He's like, oh, my God, I got to get off this road. I got to get off this road. And starts handing this girl clothes to throw out the window. Clothing? Clothing. Now, remember, this girl has not heard anything about Danny missing or nothing. At this point, she has no idea. So she's like, all right, I'm going to throw it out. In front of the police officer? Maybe she's thinking there are drugs in it. I have no idea. But, yes, I personally would say, get me out of this car. I'm not throwing anything out. Yeah, I'd say, slow down. I can't get it I'd out. I can't get it out. Slow it down. Waving my arms <laughs> at the police officer. I would be using the clothes to flag down right. the police officer. Yes. Please come, please please come get me. Please, something very wrong here. Dude. Now, the lady is actually able to remember where she was on the road, and police go and pick up the clothing, which were a pair of pants, a big, like, flannel shirt, uh-huh. men's flannel, flannel shirt, men's pants, and a men's hoodie. Like How a interesting hoodie. that it, there was, like, things, shirt-type things that you might, like, forget to put on. Right. And need to borrow another need shirt. Need to borrow something. Right. And um, that clothing had some stained blood stains on it. So, oh. not looking good for Sean Wakefield. Sean the shit. Sean, the shit. Wakefield. He sucks, basically, at trying to hide stuff. Basically. So he's not very good at hiding evidence. That's what we know about Sean at this point. Uh, police need to find Sean and ask him what the hell. What the flipping hell, What the Sean? hell, man? What the Dude, hell? Dude, what, what up? the hell? They look up Sean in their handy-dandy police system. Okay. And bingo, they found him. So easy, because he was in jail. He actually got picked up on a probation charge the day after Danny's murder. I heard it's against probation if you're an idiot. They just pick you right up. I think that's exactly Mm -hmm. maybe what happened. That's how he said, oh my God, that guy again. That guy's an idiot. Oh, he broke probation. We're getting him because he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they call Sean and... From the jail, and he and his attorney come to the police station. Hey, yo, Sean. Is, um, I watched a TV show called The Murder Tapes. Oh, okay. That shows the interview oh. with Sean and his attorney, which is incredible because the attorney is actually eating her lunch. She's oh. eating her lunch you while... Know, attorneys are very busy, and this was not <laughs> scheduled during her... This was not pre-scheduled in her day planner. Okay. So, therefore, she had to bring her tuna sandwich and chips with her to... I mean, she had things to do. Okay. And eating is essential. <laughs> Please forgive me, Sean's attorney, for bringing to everybody's attention that you looked completely uninterested and unprofessional eating a freaking sandwich... During a taped interview on a murder investigation. She's fine, Okay. She's fine. Leave her be. (laughs) It wasn't in her day planner. All right. This was an ad hoc meeting. So they start asking questions about Sean's day, the day that Danny went missing. And there's some big gaps in Sean's schedule. Oh. And when they really start to press him on it, the attorney, now done with her lunch... Oh. Says belches. We're done with oh. the interview. Wait. That's it. We're done. 
She just needed, she a, pla- needed a place she needed to, eat a place to eat. I mean, I hate eating in my car. Nobody wants to eat alone. Nobody. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. And they like to be entertained. A little chit-chat with lunch. <laughs> That's what people like. I understand. I get okay. it now. I didn't realize Lunch it. is a social thing. I understand. Gosh. I'm sorry to tell you that a lot of days I eat lunch alone, and I'm okay. I'm just saying it's not what you prefer. Okay. So... Let me tell you a little something about Sean. Okay. He bad. He a shithead. He bad. Because he was on Sean probation. Sean is a shyster. He was on probation. Uh-huh. And he was wearing an ankle monitor. Uh-huh. So he's also bad at trying to hide shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's not just shysty. He's stupid. Stupid. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Dude. What is your problem? Right. The police are probably thinking, yeah, we really should give a shit about what you have to say. More importantly is, where have you been? And we don't like, answer, because we know. We can tell you where you've been, so <laughs> right. don't even bother with us. And, and let me tell you a little something about Taswell. Okay. they got a lot of cameras around town. Oh, my. Uh, yet another reason to live they, there, because it's very safe. Very safe. It is very yes. safe. Just don't pick your nose in public. Oh you might gosh. end up on TV. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So... And pick your clothes wisely before going out. I think that's a good idea, too. All good advice. I'm sure everybody in Taswell dresses very well, though, because they know they're all on TV. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wore that two weeks ago. I can't wear that again. Investigators go through hours and hours of surveillance tapes in town, and they come across footage of Sean in Danny's car at an intersection. They continue to track his movements to the spot where Danny's car was found. The police then go, um, there's a construction site next to where they found Danny's car. Mm -hmm. They go to that construction site to the trailer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of construction sites have a lot of cameras up. Yeah, because they don't want their equipment stolen. Or when it does get stolen, they want to know how to get it back. Exactly. And evidently, people do like to steal a bulldozer here and there. They do. They really, it's the crazy. Like a joyride situation. Why? Right. Just buy your own bulldozer. Yeah. Park it in your damn driveway. Right. And just get don't, over it. Don't take mine. No. This is go to auction. Get like, a used one. Get one somewhere else. Yeah. They probably have them on Craigslist. I bet you I could look one up right now. They're probably on the community market page. Of course they are. Oh, my goodness. Find your own bulldozer, people. Yeah. They look at the... They, the construction people let the police... Copy their surveillance, surveillance, onto a thumb drive. <laughs> <laughs> and when they go and they watch the video, they they see Danny pull up in her car, followed by Sean in his truck. Then they can just barely see the image of Danny out of her car at Sean's truck, and then all of a sudden she jerked away. She's jerked away, and that's it. That's the last anybody ever sees of Danny. About 10, 15 minutes later, they see Sean's truck leave, and then they see Sean walkie-pooling up the drive. With his ankle monitor upon him. Correct. Then they see... And y'all can't see this, but we're both using our fingers to do walking in the air, but if you were here, you'd be like, oh, great, great added feature of this podcast, that finger motion for the walking. walking. Yeah, Yeah. do it. You do it, too. Yeah, everybody do it. He was walking, 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 and to the camera view with an ankle monitor on. Right. To Danny's car. Oh, dear. Then he gets in Danny's car, 
and he drives away. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sean, right. the stupid shyster who's bad at pretty much everything. He's really... He's bad at life. This is not a good plan that he had. Whatever it is that he's up to, it's, it's not... It's no good. It's not okay. Um, so, they got him. They got him. They get the, the DNA evidence back from his clothes. It's got Danny's blood. It's got his blood. The blood on the trunk was Danny's. They got him. They got him. Okay. But they they have circumstantial evidence, right? I mean, I guess. It's just circumstantial because... Because what? They don't have him on tape killing her? They don't her? have him on tape killing her. Right. But but her DNA, her blood is on his clothing. Right. Well, that's the part that actually puts the nail in his coffin. Yeah, that's not so. circumstantial. I mean, that's a bad circumstance, but that's factual. Right. So Sean is charged with capital murder. Okay. But the, the charges that are not deleted. Holy crap, I need bourbon. Mm. Is um, reduced. Thank you. Not deleted, but reduced <laughs> to... First-degree murder, grand larceny, and concealment of a body. Because it turns out he had put Danny's body in the trunk and driven away. And then he couldn't figure out where to put it, so he came back. Threw the body in the wooded area, put a blanket over it, and then parked the car in the lot next to the construction site. Because he's brilliant that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Taswell, y'all got y'all got to do some sweeping and get rid of some of your idiots <laughs> right. because this guy, for sure, I'm sure he's not one of theirs. They're like, oh, he's not one of ours. Right. No, he was not from here. He's not from here. We don't know his people. He is sentenced to 57 years in prison with no chance of parole in September of 2018. Mm. 57 years, no chance. He's not going anywhere. Good news, though, Mm-mm. in November of 2019. Sean died in prison. How? Did somebody beat him to death and break his jaw? prison officials have not said how. The only thing prison officials will say is he died of an illness. They will not say what kind of an illness. They don't know. His illness is being an asshole. He's got asshole-itis and he died from it. That's exactly what he died from. That's what he died from. Yeah. Do we know how they knew each other? Was, Was he, her... Dealer, or was he a a person purchasing drugs from her? He was purchasing drugs from her. Okay. He had gone to buy an eight ball of cocaine. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but... Does it actually, like, is it in a ball? I don't know. Okay. I really don't. And I'm and too, what's the eight? I'm scared. Is there an eight on the ball? There might be. I don't or is it an eighth of an, an eighth of an ounce? I don't know. And I'm too scared to Google it because yeah, I don't want people I, to think I'm a drug dealer. And we work for the government. Well, yeah. <laughs> we don't want them to be <laughs> like, like uh, what's our employee doing here? I've heard it said often that that's how you would purchase cocaine in an uh, eight ball. An eight an ball. eight ball. I don't, I don't know. get it. Anyway, and he decided. Anybody out there that knows about cocaine. It's fine. We don't need we to don't know. We don't need to know. <laughs> don't, don't email us and tell us. Don't cloud my brain with cocaine facts. <laughs> I don't. I, don't, I can't put other facts in there. Please leave the cocaine there facts away. Too many other Get things them out. I need to know. Yes. What we do need. Uh, what we do need to know is Sean was a shithead. Yeah. And he died from shitheaditis. And he was being greedy. He decided he wasn't going to pay for them drugs. So, so he was just going to kill this sweet little girl instead. Killed her. What a, what a beater to death. What a turd face. I know. What a jerk. God. 
Yeah. Well, he's dead now. Just so. pay for the drugs. Bye, Sean. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye, Sean. Yeah, it's sad because Danny's kids had to grow up without her. And and she didn't get to see her kids grow up. No, and she deserved that. And from the looks of things, her, her death was pretty damn painful. Yeah. And not okay. No. What's Wasn't. wrong with people? They're just mean. Yeah. As well, I'm hoping that was the last of the mean idiots in your town. Yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. So, everybody from Taswell, let us know how good your town is. Yeah. Send us pictures. Let's hear about the good things in Taswell. Yeah. Uh, So, that's it. That's it. That's our murder. That's it. We've got my murders. We did our murder. We did Delaware. Well, your dog has to chase the treat. Oh, yeah. Trout, do you want to tell us how? You want a treat? Do you want a treat, buddy? So we can be loud. I want him to now. No, now he won't. because we have more things to tell him about. Well, while you're getting the treat, I'm going to say something. Okay. We have social media. Oh, my God. We really do. And we're on Instagram. And yeah. our Instagram handle or name or tag. It's not a handle. Or, it's not a handle. Is it? Because yeah. I thought that was like for a CD radio oh. or whatever. It's at Sugarcoated Murder. Please come follow us. We have over 770 followers right now on the Instagram. So don't get left behind, people. Yeah. And also, we have Facebook. We do. We have a Facebook, just regular old Facebook page, and it's called Sugar Coated Murder Podcast yep. page. You can come find us there. We have people that like the page, that listen from the page. It's really fun. But you also can be part of our very close knit 150 plus members. Yeah, I think um, we're up to 160. Well, and those are our closest friends. Yeah. And um, that's the the sugar-coated murder fan page group. Sugar-coated murder podcast (laughs) fan page. One day we're going to know. One day we're just going to know it all. Yeah. But until then, that's what it is. And you should definitely sign up and be on the fan page because, A, we never say no because we are desperate. And B, we love everybody. And C, I'm thinking starting in January, there might be some actual live, go live on the fan page And we've done that before. We've yeah. done some some go live, and we only post that stuff to the fan page. We don't we don't post it anywhere else other yeah. than the fan page. I know. So there you go. You There's have that. to, if you want to see our ugly mugs, you got to be on yeah. the fan page. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, we sometimes run... What a treat. We sometimes run contests on the fan page. Yeah, we ask all the time um, to give us a murder or to name a state. Name yeah, a we've, state. Got, we've got states for next we week. Still have, we've got Pennsylvania and New Hampshire. Yes, it, it looks like Anne has drawn New Hampshire and I've drawn Pennsylvania. There you go. So Aren't that'll be fun. I'm excited about yeah. that. So, and we'll, we'll talk more about some more crafts that we get into this week. Yeah, and if you want, send us more suggestions on states. Try and think of states where yes. we haven't done one. Yeah, and, and don't forget to email us email us murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com that's right guys and definitely send us an email by the 15th of December if you want a Christmas card from us they're so stinking adorable you're going to be so envious if you don't get one and other people get one and I also would like to say when you get yours please post a picture of you holding it so that we can put it on the fan page and brag to everybody about how you got the Christmas yeah, card so and nobody else did. Yeah, so people don't laugh at us and say, your friends aren't real. They, well, they're they, real. They aren't real. They're real. Sometimes they email us and even just say, I'm real and I love you and you're my 
my close friend. I know. We got a very sweet email from Jessica. Oh. She's the sweetest. We just have so many sweet fans. I know. Listeners. I don't know. Fans. Well, you call them sugarettes. I love that name. That's that's it. We're calling them sugarettes. It's awful close to cigarettes. I know. Because you know why? <laughs> We're addicted. I have an addiction to sugar and the listeners. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm addicted to you. I no, don't, don't do that. that song. Don't. What is that song? Mine as well. Face, Face it. it. I'm addicted to you. Addicted to love, you goofball. Oh, shit. I'm addicted to sugar rats. No. <laughs> <laughs> Now it sounds like a sugar rat. Get no, sugar rats. Sugar rat. Yeah, like cigarette. Sugar rat. Yeah. Whatever. That's what we are now, people. Yep. I found the oh. recipe for the dog treats from allrecipes.com. Uh, if you'd like a copy of the recipe. You'll need to email any us. Any tips, please do email us. And, and we'll share that with you. And stay sweet. And don't murder. No, don't murder, guys. But if you do we kill people, talk we're going to talk you. about you. And it's not going to be nice. No, it's we're going to call you turd face, shit head, shit for brains, penis head. We're going to call you names. And then we're going to have to apologize to our mother. Sorry, mama. Do you want us to apologize don't to our mother? Don't make us apologize to our mom because not. you are, have done something bad. Exactly. Stay a sugarette. Yes, be sugarette. Just be, be a sugarette. Okay, guys. Hope your day is filled with sugar. And we hope that you all are in a festive holiday mood like we are. Even if Christmas isn't your thing, just take this opportunity to know that the world is a brighter place when you smile. Oh, well. And then when you give your smile to somebody else, it lights up the universe. Jiminy Crickets. I got to go get a drink. Y'all have a good week. We love you. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.